welcome to the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman they were designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 32. Um, Today's episode, I uh, am so fortunate to chat with two amazingly um, inspirational young women. Um, they, I went to the um, March for Life in the city in Martin Place a few weeks ago uh, to stand for life to oppose these um, abhorrent abortion laws um, being brought into New South Wales. Um, and I was so overwhelmed by the whole experience. I was encouraged. I was uplifted. Um, and it it really put a fire in my belly to bring up this issue. Like abortion doesn't get talked about. It is a very emotional subject. Um, People often kind of skim over it. They don't want to go there. Um, And I think that is half the problem, that it's not talked about. Uh, It is so personal and it is so emotional that people would rather not talk about it. Hence, why it wanted they wanted to rush it through parliament i imagine uh get it out of the way it doesn't really matter don't talk about it let's move on when actually no it does matter and we do need to talk about it um it affects so many people so many people and not just the baby it affects the mother it also affects the father it affects the grandparents it affects the any anybody it it affects humanity it is not a religious issue this is a human rights issue and it needs to be spoken about um so anyway i read an article in last sunday's paper and this girl's name came up i facebook stalked her she uh doesn't didn't know me and she willingly came and uh sat down with me with a few another one of her friends We had a great um, conversation, which you're going to hear, and hopefully a new friendship. Such wonderful girls. I really enjoyed talking to them. Um, And, you know, the unborn, the most dangerous place on the planet these days is the womb. And unborn babies, the unborn human doesn't have many friends. And I was so grateful for these two girls because they are the friend of the unborn, but not only the unborn, they are the friend of a mother, of the woman, of that frightened um, girl, of, of that, um, you know, 30-something woman that thinks she can't do it. it it's so, it's so, um, It's such a lie that women have been fed that they cannot hold down a job and have a baby or that they can't, they can't do it because women can do anything. Like where, where is, where are the feminist voices here? Why say that they can't do it when actually they can and we are incredibly capable. Um, It is such a poverty to think that you have to kill somebody so that you can live how you want to live. 
it, it's such a lie and it is such an injustice and this topic this subject needs to be spoken about and I'm so grateful for these girls and their ministry um, you'll love listening to them as I did uh, in the show notes I'll put places where you can find help where you can find encouragement and where how you can uh, uh, seek healing for having abortions or um, being help, help in the movement. I'll just put it all in the show notes. Have a read. Um, there are so many fantastic people out there that you put yourselves in contact with. Have a good day. Bye. Hi, just a quick side note. Uh, the bottom half of the interview we had to redo over the phone and we're all in different locations, so it's a little bit choppy. But bear with us, and the content's still good. See ya. Okay, welcome to podcast. I just wanted to start this podcast by saying that I'm so grateful for both of you to be here with me. Um, I attended the rally in um, Martin Place a few weeks ago, and I was firstly overwhelmed by the sheer number of people that turned up. Um, just being there with complete strangers but I felt so at home mm-hmm. yes it was so yeah. encouraging um just the tone of the whole event it was peaceful I mean it was a rally but it yeah. was peaceful yeah. in yeah. in principle mm-hmm. um it was respectful um and dare I say it it was hopeful mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. I really felt that um I wasn't this lone ranger who thought these really archaic things. I felt <laughs> yeah. so supported yeah. and really uplifted. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So before we start, could you introduce yourselves? Thank you. Oh, yeah. So um, my name is Mary Shinguri. I'm um, a crazy Maronite <laughs> Catholic. I love, <laughs> I love being a part of the pro-life movement. Um, I have been pretty active for the last three years. Um, and yeah, it's a it's an incredible journey, and we're learning so much more every day. How lovely! And yeah. how old are you? Because you're not old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'm 21. Um, my but my birthday is in a week, so I turned 22 oh. next week. Yeah, so I don't think I can call myself 21 anymore. No, no, <laughs> you're hurtling towards 22. I'm 22. I'm just like, yeah, so I'm 22, fourth year at uni. Um, I so can hear Taylor Swift's yeah. song. Yeah, oh, she keeps feeling yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> she's just coming up with a new one as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's her season. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's, that's me. Great. Oh, beautiful. Um, my name is Bethany Marsh. So I'm a third year student, I'm also 21, um, and a Latin right Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been involved in the pro life movement for probably close to three years now mm-hmm. as well I think I mean off and on growing up but uh oh, yeah. never really in this in this capacity so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right it's so encouraging uh, and one of the things that I um really noticed at the rally was you didn't have your stereotypical mm-hmm. the, well the one that the media likes to throw around of that really um out of touch older woman standing there with <laughs> oh, you yeah. know posters of a dismembered yeah. baby yeah. you know yeah. or or that um, middle-aged, fat, white man with yeah. rosy beads. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were few and far between. Yeah. And it was these millennials, mm-hmm. young, educated, vibrant, confident. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. Yeah. Do you feel that there is some kind of 
the, the narrative is changing maybe or well, is it was it I was just in the, in the right spot <laughs> I, I, like in all honesty at one point during the rally afterward like we gave away the microphone um I was crying I was yeah, yeah it was it was it was history yeah and it was the type of history that you'd be proud to be a part of mm. um and like you know our the, the type of work me and Beth do is actually on university campuses so we're like we deal with you know from day-to-day basis of actual women and very keen students who are very interested in understanding the pro-life movement if maybe they're not pro-life themselves mm. but keen on understanding yes and there's that thirst for knowledge yes that's, that's sort of been sort of portrayed in the wrong direction that we're noticing on the campuses. And just to see, you know, approximately like over 5,000 people attend yeah. with five days' notice mm. and a lot of them are the young people because they're the ones who, you know, don't have work the next year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have like classes. But really, realistically yeah. speaking, they're the ones who c- could attend. Yeah. Um, it was. I did was, see a lot of families with young kids. I mean, yeah. I didn't bring mine because I thought, oh, they're going to they're I'm not going to want to stand there in the <laughs> freezing cold, yeah, you know. Yeah. But they were there. I was so impressed. They were. They were. Yeah. And there were hundreds of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and what really stood out to me was this, there was one poster that was was graphic. Mm. The rest were, love them both, you know, things that, re- and that is what it's all about. It's not about condemning or, you know, um, trying to, impose your views on somebody it is about loving them Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely um yeah like I I know just in my in my experience in the in the pro-life movement lately I think the line has really been drawn in the sand now Mm. the abortion debate now like before it was kind of a bit of a sketchy topic you didn't really bring up abortion in the public sphere Mm -hmm. but now that it's kind of in the spotlight Mm. and people are kind of starting to realize what it is you're either for it or, or you're against it yeah and you know if you're for it then most often they're just uninformed. But if you're Mm. against it, you realise that the damage that it's doing to vulnerable women and to unborn children and it Mm -hmm. suddenly becomes something so, like, so close to the heart because you realise that what what is at stake here are people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think especially for people in our age bracket, because because abortion for for women especially is, is something that, you know, realistically, they might have to encounter or have friends that will encounter. It's suddenly something that they have. Like you have to be mm. part of the fight. Like you have to care about it, yeah. or you have to have nothing to do with it. Yeah. If you care about it, then you'll come to rallies. Yeah. You'll come to parliament. You'll be there. You'll be there. And I think we're we're really seeing that now. We're yeah. seeing that people our age care enough to be like, no, we are the pro life generation. Mm. We care about like we genuinely care about women mm. and about their unborn children and we yeah. do all that we can mm. to make sure that they get the best yeah. care and, and, and love them. Yeah. I um I was looking at some statistics <laughs> trying to be informed. <laughs> and it said eighty to ninety thousand uh, abortions a year are performed in Australia. Yeah. Yes. And there's that, that, yeah that's right. Mm. So that's two hundred and fifty mm. a day. So that kind of translates to one in three women will have an abortion in their lifetime. Yes. I think the statistic for that is one in five. Okay. Like that's the real number. Uh-huh. But, but that on, on in regards to that number itself of 1980,000, yeah. that's the one in three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one in five. I mean, that's still huge. It is still great. Big and that's still mm-hmm. people that like grandmothers, mothers, sisters, yeah. aunties, cousins. Yeah. I think when you see it like that, 
that's when you're the the conversation around it has to change. Oh, yes, big time. And it has to be one coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like like yeah for sure. Like empathy. Like these women, they feel that that is their only choice. Yep. Yeah. Would you agree? 100%. Absolutely. Hundred percent. The world tells them that that it's their only choice. Yeah. And if oh, they yeah. think otherwise, then mm. you know they're being ridiculous, or they must be. You know, someone else must be telling them yeah. that yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such really an emotional crazy. issue oh. that you. In the past, we've tended to shut it. Like it has been shut yeah. down. Yes, it has. Or ignored. Or, um, you know, skimmed over mm. because I think people don't want to face it. No, they're afraid of this conversation, mm. which is also disappointing in its own way mm. because if we're afraid of having a conversation that actually it, it sort of hinders the effect you want because you want to give support. Yeah. And if you're not going to approach the subject, how will you give support? It's just mm. It just won't work. Yeah. You know, you can't deflect it. It's, it exists. And if we forget it and hide it under the rug, then who wins? Yeah. Not us. You know, we we, we won't. We won't. We won't be able to help anybody. Not the mother we, either. Not the, sure. And the child definitely she, doesn't win. They, women. It's it's funny. I love the how baffled <clears throat> the other side of the argument gets when we say we're pro women. Mm. They get they get so triggered in a, mm. in a sense. Right? Mm. They get so it's triggered true. in a sense because they actually can't understand why we would be how we're taking away choice, but. I feel like if we empower a woman hmm. to believe that she can do what she can, which is, you know, raise this child or find the support she needs and be comfortable and be loved and be supported, then what, hmm. well, how come that's not a sense of empowerment? Exactly. Why is I mean, where are the feminists? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm baffled. Like, I'm, they say that we can't, you know, equal pay, equal oh. rights. But why yeah. can't she? <laughs> Why is she not strong enough to have a child and have a career? Yeah, yeah. And why aren't we changing the atmosphere for that? Exactly. Why, why, do, they, why do they have to freeze and wait and you know do all this preempting of when they're going to have children just because they can't do it at the same time? As mm-hmm. the world? Like, I don't understand. Women are something else. <laughs> no offense, oh, men, yeah. men are no. capable beyond measure. You know, they have their their own of certain sort of, things. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But women, <laughs> women are something else. Yeah. And if we if we don't put ourselves to the test of doing and getting that done in yeah. the right way and with the support we can give, then how do you know how much you can accomplish? Mm. You know, you I mean, they're limiting themselves when they're tr- they're thinking they're empowering themselves, but they're actually limiting themselves and, and their potential. It's not helpful. <laughs> it puts you in a really really terrible position mm. on where you you start to sort of can you do this? You start to doubt. Doubt. That's mm. it. But that's what. I've done pregnancy counselling. Um, I did it for. I haven't done it for a few years. Yeah. Um, but I found that women were uh, they they were never encouraged. It was always the one and the main thing that they were seeking an abortion for mm. was fear, mm. fear mm. of not being able to do everything. Yeah. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my first child. I'm. Far from Wonder Woman. I actually watched Wonder Woman last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was 22, you, I, oh, I did it. <laughs> I did it and I went to uni. Like I got a degree. I, wow. I worked. I had a child. I'm fairly sure Wonder Woman is your biography. Yeah. <laughs> 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 from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually. 
actually over there, you might see my outfit. No, this is yeah. <laughs> You're like turn. Yeah, but they limit themselves. They do. Yes. They do. Yes. Um Anyway, let's get back to let's get away from Wonder Woman. Um, I just wanted to do you think from your experience that your average Australian knows exactly what goes on in an abortion? Not no. at all. No. Not at all. No. Um, what do they think they're doing? Not surgical abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like medical abortions maybe if it's a case of, you know, taking taking the morning after pill. Um, or, you know, ending a pregnancy early on with, mm. with medication. But surgical abortions, which happen in second and third trimesters, I think if people actually saw what happened in those procedures, they would be up oh, in arms fine. immediately. Mm. Like yeah. we would see an end to abortion within yeah. weeks yeah. if every single Australian sat down and watched a short video on how these abortion procedures are actually carried out. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely they're barbaric. They're barbaric. There's no other way yeah. to describe and, it, really. And we've done our sort of research and, you know, the clinics that we know of in Australia, they don't um, give you the full extent. They they say you can, mm. you can hang out in the, in the waiting room. <laughs> That's like the type of colloquial language they're using to tell women exactly what the procedures, how they're done in their pamphlets. And it's just hang out before the abortion or after. 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 You can hang yeah. out oh, excellent. and sort of recover. But every, have a cup of tea. They say yeah. it's a gentle procedure. It's fifteen yeah. minutes. Fifteen tops. minutes. It's it's mm. very you know if you're mm. if you're advocating for you're advocating for do it right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> be, honest. be honest. Be honest. Okay. They're, and so and it just comes back to question like why are you trying to? What are you hiding? hiding? What are you hiding? hiding? You know, yeah. it's just yeah, it's very sort of yeah, it's very sort of backwards. In the sense where, like, you can't trade about the trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No. I, yeah, I would think so as well. So, what do we do without being? Um, how how do we get the message across without being? You know, well, that old lady with the placards of dismembered mm. babies. Like, mm. we don't want to be that person. Mm. We want to be um, loving. Yeah. We want to be honest. Yeah, and it's a really it's a really tough question actually because you know <laughs> it is it's so it's personal drawing a fine line yeah, yeah between between when you're talking about a personal issue you have to address it from a from a place of love and concern but there's also the fact of the matter that you're dealing with the life of an unborn child mm-hmm. so you can't really just factor that out of the equation yeah. mm-hmm. and focus too much on say women's health or women's rights but I think I mean ultimately there just needs to be a better alternative to abortion. So if we're going to be talking about abortion, yeah. we need to have you know, like fantastic pregnancy counselling mm. um, or organisations that can be there yeah. um, to help women in, in times of difficulty. Yeah. And sort of use um, them to yeah. get the message across in the best way possible. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if we're talking about organisations, like we're really close with um, Diamond, Women's mm. Crisis oh, yes. Center, yeah. and they're our, like we, we advocate on their mission really effectively because at the end of the day, look, me and Beth, we're still uni students. We're not professionals as much <laughs> yeah. as we'd love to be, maybe probably one day. Um, but because we're not, you know, who we go to for the real advice, for the real issues, when a woman has actually come up to us at university stores mm. and has been like, listen, I'm, I'm struggling or I've had an abortion and I'm in, I'm in need of some person to avoid grief counseling, mm. who do I go to? Mm. You know, so we sort of default back to what's Diamond okay. and, and we go to them and we sort of, you know, use their facilities. They're, they're wonderful. They 
They who have, support? Who gives them money? How, how do they survive? You see, are you, would you know more about? I don't. I'm not actually, great with diamonds, as in their. I don't know how they background. Run, to be honest, yeah. yeah, I know that they do have psychologists. Mm. They are they are fully equipped in the most professional manner. Um, crisis pregnancy counselors in that in that sense on you know people who've been sexually assaulted, mm. rape victims, mm. you know, women who are coerced, people from ethnic backgrounds because mm. that's actually mm. a big demographic, yeah. you know, and um and the stories that the CEO Jenny Yari sort of portrays in terms of how her approach is to these women is just she's actually that friend that you just want during a time of need. Yeah, yeah. it's not the organization. It's not supposed to be daunting. It's She's that friend, that girlfriend that you need mm. that's going to go with you to your gynecologist appointments, yeah. that's going to send you um, diapers and baby food even <laughs> yeah. after you've given birth. Mm. She's going to call you to make sure that you're okay after. You know, we're not pro-birth as much as people love to tell us. Mm. You know, we're here for the long run. Yeah. You know, mm. we, we're here to build relationships. Yeah. All right. And, at the same and that's time, what women want. I mean, women, we inherently have this desire to be seen, known and understood, mm-hmm. especially yeah. When we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially. Oh, yeah. I saw my mama. She was, she was, she was all over the place. Yeah. So if we provide that support for women, um, I think maybe that's that's one of our – I think we kind of – everybody's very insular mm. as a society, mm. which, you know, affects this kind of – it amplifies this problem. It's true. Because we like yeah. to think that we're we're self-sufficient, we can do it on our own, we don't need anybody mm-hmm. else, or we're told that. Mm-hmm. When really deep down all we want is for somebody to say, tell me how you are. We or, crave yeah, community. Yeah, you can do yeah. it and, and I am here with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like all we really, yeah, we, we are told that, you know, it's it's mostly about the self, and you're like only you can make yourself happy, and yeah. it's it's a it's mm. a lie we're fed quite Such often. A lie. But really, what we ultimately crave is friendship yeah. and community. Yeah, and if you have if you have good friends and a good community surrounding you, um, in in any time of trouble and need, then yeah. you know you will be the best version of yourself. And you'll know there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you can't mm. do. Because imagine the pressure you put on yourself. Of course you can't do it on your own. No. Mm. You need help. You need others and you need encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. I can vouch for that for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we all can. Yeah. 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 No, but I, was, I was thinking about my mum and mm. her story, you know, like with that, you know. Mm. Again, like I, I don't know your mum's story. Yeah. But no, you can tell me later yeah, or yeah. you can tell us now. No, you know, like I'm just sort of because like she was one of those women, mm. you know, that's mm. told that she can't. Yep. And and you know, her language her first language was not English. Yeah. And you think that, you know, when you come to Australia, whatever the doctor tells you is yep. it. Mm-hmm. If and no matter how, you know, your yep. whatever your background tells you about abortion, it, you know, when you're when you're in that room. You're so vulnerable. So vulnerable. It's not the same. No. It's not the same. You know? Yeah. And these are like health professionals we're talking about. And you're thinking, Oh, oh like oh I can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and there that's is. So true. Yeah. I've had so many women that will say the same. Yeah, yeah. That's literally why we do this because you know what? We're not lying. I swear we're not lying. These women have come and they have said that this has occurred, mm. and if it doesn't. The statistic in terms of how many women shouldn't matter. If one woman comes and says this has happened, mm. then we should fight for that person as well. Yeah. Okay. As much and it's and but the thing is, the real thing is, is that it's not one woman. It's more than one woman. It's, it's like thousands. It's exactly. Yeah. So that's even more worrying because it's been it's it doesn't just happen once, it recurs often. Yeah. And nobody does anything about it. Yeah. 
I mean, we're talking 90,000 abortions what? a year. That's 90,000 women <coughs> that think that they're not good enough yeah. or think that they're not loved enough mm. to carry through with their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like what message are we sending women as mm. a society to tell them in, the, in that vast number that they're just not good enough and you can't be a good parent as well as keeping a job or studying or you know, doing whatever they are doing otherwise mm-hmm. it's it's a disgrace on yeah. the part of society as a whole really yeah is. not only that but once those 90,000 are told that they can't do it then they go and have an abortion and then the repercussions of that the the self-loathing mm-hmm. that you know yeah no wonder we're in the state we're in mm-hmm. and women are in the state they're in mm-hmm. and they look up to the likes of Kim Kardashian and yeah. for role models. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's madness. It is. It is. I oh, had... but then the pro-choice want to say that post-abortive depression does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that little chest. You know, <laughs> so I just, I, it's just not, it's not consistent either. You, you it does exist. I've had, and it exists forever. It does. Mm. Yeah. Forever, yeah. I mean, you can seek healing. There are there are oh, for sure. places that you can mm-hmm. seek healing, yeah. And, um, but you still carry that, regardless of you know handing it over and um, healing. You yeah. still carry that forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <it's> an email. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a woman getting back to telling women they can't do it. It's not just you know, a woman, you know, a crisis pregnancy, she's been, you know, maybe she's, I love this one, they always come up, what about a 13-year-old girl that's pregnant <laughs> and, yeah. or a rape, you know, this yeah. rape, she was pregnant yeah. because she was raped and, yes, those things do happen. And they're so tragic. Yeah, yeah. and uh, horrible. You can't even, I mean, I have four daughters. Like, for that oh, to happen is unfathomable. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. No. Yeah. But it is rare. Mm. Mm-hmm. You have abortions mainly happen because of convenience, dare I say it? Yes, most it? of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Convenience and the fact that they're told that they can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah. They're taken by a relative or a boyfriend yeah. or a, um, a well-meaning person, somebody yeah. that thinks that this is what you do, yeah. this will fix it. Yeah. Um, I had a, a woman in the counselling on the phone once. She was well educated. Mm. Um, she was actually in the health profession, mm. uh, long term relationship, and she was calling. She had jumped out of the car at the traffic lights and was running away from her long term partner because he because he was in abortion. She was in her early thirties. But you think there is no choice there? Yeah. No. And she's educated and she's she's obviously secure financially mm-hmm. uh, re- in a relationship, a long-term, like, and still these women feel that they can't do yeah. it. Yeah. What yeah. have we done to our, our women yeah. mm-hmm. to make them think that they can't do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're the feminists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. Like, are you, <laughs> they get very silent in these types oh, of topics. Yeah. But I think silent. we are the real feminists. Oh, in there. Can I just say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we're talking like first wave feminism. Yes, yes I'm yeah. up, you know, Can you be pro-life and feminist? Well, it depends. Let, like, let's let's have that conversation. It's a very mm. it's a very interesting question because 
like you know what do you what do you define as feminine mm-hmm. feminism now mm-hmm. you know when you think of 21st century feminism i would say i'm far from yeah, yeah. 21st century feminist what is yeah what is a feminist well can you answer that on on the spot yeah well okay do you do you know do you, would you have a oh. like a okay i find yeah. this question really interesting actually because i find the word feminism a bit confusing yeah maybe a little bit counterintuitive even mm. uh, because it sounds a lot like mm. uh, sorry uh yeah it sounds start again <laughs> i meant to say feminist before it sounds a lot like feminism yes yeah um yes look I, I think i think we should be striving for authentic masculinity and femininity yeah. there are differences between the genders mm-hmm. we all have equal dignity mm. we all should be treated with equal respect and mm-hmm. i think that's absolutely something we should strive for so a lot of the time we talk about rights Mm. um and what everyone owes us so, you know like we have equal rights we want equal treatment and, and 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 so on and so forth but in that sort of talk about equal rights we forget to talk about our responsibility to others mm. so quite often we frame the conversation about what is it that society can do for us mm. instead of what can we do for society and for our fellow for our fellow men mm. um so i think i think that we need to be starting to talk about starting to talk about how we can help others and how we can treat others better with charity, with dignity, with respect and so on and so forth. And I mm. think that is being, if we're going to use the word feminist, I think that is being authentically feminist, mm-hmm. looking at and treating everyone with respect and yep. dignity and not and not kind of thinking that you should be owed yep. equal. Like it's some, some sort of equal treatment. So, mm. yeah, I think it reframes the whole kind of looking – changing the conversation from looking at yourself to looking out for other people. Yeah. So if you look at kind of feminism like that, then absolutely feminism and the pro and being pro-life go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But if feminism is kind of about, you know, bettering yourself, for instance, like what feminism has become now, then I think that and the pro-life <laughs> message are at odds. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a convoluted way of getting to what I was, <laughs> to what I had in mind. I love when you explain uh, that. <laughs> it's actually yeah, really yeah. We need to talk less about rights and more about responsibilities. Yeah. Less about what people owe us and more about what we can do for others. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. She's good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there, I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, look out for your fellow system or <laughs> that's, exactly. that's true feminism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. that's you know effective sort of pro life movement as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're there for your fellow. Yeah, yeah. you're looking out for people. Yeah, again, pro life, not pro birth. Yeah, like <laughs> that's right. I mean, abortion is profoundly anti woman. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Profoundly, absolutely. yes, it is. Uh, I read what was it? Three quarters of its victims are women. Half the babies, which I think are more now with selective abortion. Oh yeah. That one is a big topic, oh you know? and it exists. And and then where are the feminists? That, like these, oh so silent, yeah. so silent, unbelievable. And um, oh, it's it's awful because I mean we've we've seen already mm-hmm. um, where you know full term abortion has been legalized. Victoria, the the statistics in some sort of community in some communities there, the birth ratios are mm. so skewed. Yeah, they've got about something like one hundred and eight males for every 100 females oh, wow. so that means like there's something like yeah. one in ten oh, yeah. fem- uh, pregnancies with yeah. baby girls reported there's yeah. huge numbers and um you know i know this isn't directly applicable to australia but in, in the in the abortion debate in canada hmm. it's the opposite way around 
Really? There have been so many testimonies of women that are aborting their boys because they're boys because they think that masculinity is something toxic. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so that's it's, another, that's no another conversation that needs to be had there. Um, but it's just, it's oh. absolutely awful. Yeah. Like, and then we wonder why a third of our generation is missing mm-hmm. due to an abortion. And that's our generation where it wasn't as easily accessible yeah. as it would be in this day and age, you know. And one third of our generation is missing. And you're like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. How come? Where are they? It's yeah. like, but, um, you know. That's so sad. But abortion is just being treated as as something for parents to almost have their designer child now. Like it's mm-hmm. not the, yeah, it's, it's moved on to something quite. But then you have the problem mm-hmm. of the focus on that designer child. Yeah. To live up to mum and dad's expectations. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's the can of words. I hate <laughs> yeah, to use it, is, but it, yeah. it just leads from one thing to well, the next. Well, it does. It does. I mean, that poor kid. Yeah. He's got both, you know, it's got to be the perfect child. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a circle mm. because the same decisions, you know, he's been brought up making mm-hmm. and the same decisions he'll potentially make as well. Mm. So mm. you just have this sort of circle. It's just a self-perpetuating cycle of <laughs> crazy of misery. <laughs> of misery, yeah. Yeah. And, and, again, does not help anybody. No. It doesn't. Mm. No. It just it just portrays itself as a way of, you know, mm. there getting, are getting no a job done. Winners. There are no, no winners in this abortion game. No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was very uplifted. But no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Really, like, really hurtful, yeah. You know, like, you know, if you want to continue on with how Victoria is going, they've had, yeah, how are they going? Not not great, not great at all. Can you inform us in Victoria? Yeah, well, oh, because we're we're about to follow suit, yeah. Well, Mm. the one that was extremely daunting for me, the one that I heard that um come up during the speaking of the amendments. um, I guess the question we have to ask is, is it a life or isn't it a life? Look, absolutely, it's a life. Um, I think all, basically all embryologists or biologists would concede that um, life or at least very shortly afterwards. Um, I mean, once it has its own unique DNA from its parents um, and, you know, is, is growing of its own accord um, with the help of the mother, sure, but, you know, it's a little developing bug, then um, <laughs> it's, definitely, yeah, sure. it's definitely a human life. Um, and it's just really hard that, you know, many people in the abortion debate mm-hmm. aren't willing to recognise it as such. Do you think they're willfully yeah. ignorant? Um, mm. Look, I'd say yes, to be honest. Like maybe through no fault of their own. Sometimes it's just ignorance from wider society and what society teaches them. But, I mean, really, if people want to justify abortion, they can quite easily just by saying that, like, oh, you know, it's not really a person until its heart starts beating or it's not a person until yeah, they its pick and choose. brain is formed properly or until it recognises itself as a person. You know, it's all kind of arbitrary stages in, in the gestation of, yep. of this little, little fetus, um, which, you know, is just is very logically inconsistent because it can't be a person, <laughs> you know, for me and not a person for you. But that's just the way that it seems yeah. to be in, in this whole that, that discussion. That theory of relativism, you know, what's relative for you is not necessarily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's true for you isn't true for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose where do women go? Do you know of any places where women can go for real, you know, 
authentic help. Yeah, not just Diamond Diamond Women's Crisis Pregnancy Center. They're one of the they're like the best in this type of industry. They are fully aware of you know the issues that exist in terms of crisis pregnancy situations, and they're like the best types of people to go to for support, for love, for help, for care, um, if you are experiencing a crisis uh, pregnancy situation. And um, so you can find them online. You can find them on Facebook. These guys not only, you know, deal with situations pre-birth, but also deal with, you know, the support of women post-birth. And even women who have sort of experienced an abortion and are dealing with post-abortive grief as well. So they've got, like, psychologists. They help women, you know, receive child care packages like diapers, baby food, you know, clothing. You know, they take women to see doctor appointments and, you know, they're just they're just that really effective helping hand in a really difficult situation for women. Mm. Yeah, they're okay. totally they're totally like superheroes mm. in this industry. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because every every woman needs that uh, encouragement, regardless oh, of sure. pregnancy or not. It's it yeah. makes all the difference. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a very sort of difficult situation to be in and it's relatively new for a lot of women. Like they've never before. So to actually have a helping hand makes all the more difference. Yeah. I want to thank you two for being that helping hand for so many women. Oh, thank you so much. You've, you've got some incredible stories <laughs> no from worries. your um, pregnancy counselling days. So thank you yeah. as well. I, if the other thing that I wanted to bring up was yes. um, men. One of the ladies at the rally uh, wanted to thank all the men that were there, and there were many um, men. Although they're they're kind of silenced in this whole debate, really play such a major role. Could you expand on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think the woman that you were talking about <laughs> was Monica Dumit. She gave a oh, a cracker of a speech about the men's role in the pro life movement. But really, I mean, well, firstly, it's just ridiculous that you should be discriminated against speaking about an issue just because you're one gender and not another. But, I mean, at the end of the day, abortion is its yeah. a human rights issue. We're talking about the right of an unborn baby in all this. Um, <laughs> you know, and as such, we were all unborn children once. We are all human. We all should have a say mm. on a human rights issue. I think also it's, um, it's completely and, you know, like, It's an unwanted child. You know, it's not... The narrative is so different when the child is wanted or not. It becomes instantly becomes a human when they're wanted, oh, yeah. and when it they're not wanted, it's not a human. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. You never hear people saying that uh, they're pregnant with yeah. yep. themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was always expecting a baby. Um, but yeah, look, men, if you're listening out there, like you, we 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 need you. We want you. You have every right to be speaking yeah. up about this. Um, you know, like there are so many fathers out there that are lamenting the loss of a child because they were just told that they had no right mm. over what happened to to their baby um, because it was the woman's choice. And I mean, that's just awful. That would just be such yeah. an awful thing to live with. And we cannot be encouraging something yeah. like that. So yeah, and there yeah. is a ripple effect in this type of you know circumstance. You know, men men do are affected by abortion as much and if not you know like in the same situations as women because that child is also theirs and it's just you know if we empower our men we also empower our women because 
men make the best, you know, support network for women, especially if it's their partner specifically who is dealing with these types of situations because he's going to be with her for the entire step of the way. And if he's well-equipped, you know, in his understanding on these types of issues, then he would be such an effective support network for that woman, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. I, fi- I find that we're oh, kind of... True. Um, not brainwashed, but we're kind of put into that thought process that, that we're pitted against each other. It's like, why, yeah. why can't we, you know, we're not better than each other. We both have equal dignity, but we both bring different things to the table. And they, they have 100%. It has to be encouraged that we uh, complement each other, not, oh, yeah, not absolutely. against each other or, or competing. I think that that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is, yeah. And this is why we need emphasis on things like authentic yeah. femininity and masculinity and not mm. like how we can, you know, how one is better than the other. Like that's just not the way it works. We're compliment, like we're complementary, mm. um, which is, which is a beautiful thing. And women yeah. be women. Um, Support your so women. Men be men. <laughs> and, and women yeah. like embrace, embrace your femininity. Um, can you give a shout out to what's happening yeah. on the 15th yeah. before we finish? Yeah. <laughs> so stand for life. Again, oh, yeah. round Mary, two of the Stand for Life rally. You know, we need everybody down at Hyde Park on Sunday, the 15th of September, around 2 p.m. There is a Facebook event. There are thousands of people already keen and lined up to attend. Be a part of this movement. Be a part of this change. New South Wales doesn't want this bill. Be that support for those women and those unborn children and those people who are experiencing these types of situations and think that abortion is their only option. Come down, join us, rally for life. And it's the final stand, the mother of all protests. <laughs> so be there. <laughs> not pardon the pun. <laughs> no, not pardon the pun. Oh, I thought that's funny. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> oh, you have to use that. Oh, one. yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I should. I did not. E- I didn't. I didn't even realize it until I said it out loud. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank. you might even say it was your brain child well thank you girls it was an honor to meet you you are an inspiration and i hope well i know there are many more millennials just like you and i you know i am so um hopeful because of you too so thank you thank Thank you you. so much jess likewise it's been an honor to be a part of this oh, podcast. I've thank you, Jess. It was an friends. honor meeting you too. Lovely. Yeah. All right. 100%. Woo. <laughs> Go and embrace Woo. the day, my friend. <laughs> Live on. <laughs> thank you, girls. It was oh, so lovely chatting with you. you.